Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, you guys doing good this morning? Everybody awake, alive, ready to roll, ready to run? All right, there's a few of you. We'll get the rest of you there at some point, hopefully. Uh, but hey, man, so excited that you're all here today. If you haven't met yet, again, I know some of you were, were trickling in as we started service, but I'm, my name's Kyle. I'm the leading pastor here. Man, we've been praying that you'd have a life-changing experience with Jesus. Uh, today, before we dive into things, I just want to uh, kind of throw this out here and just, just drip this a little bit. Hey, I'm excited. We're doing a back-to-school uh, outreach. The school's about to start here really soon, a couple weeks. All the kids are like, oh, yeah, it's not remind me. But that's okay. Um, but uh, how many parents are ready? Like, yes, please, go. All right, you don't have to admit if you want. Hey, that's cool. Obviously, it's important if you did. But, uh, but yeah, so, so we are going to partner with some schools. In fact, we are going to be a part of two open houses at some local schools at Trapman Elementary as well as Springhead Elementary. And we get the schools that have invited us to come be a part of their open house and, and hand out school supplies at, at those uh, events. And so uh, that's where you kind of come in and help us. Uh, bring in some backpacks and some paper and pencils and all the different supplies. So we have a supply list right there in the grow area. Everybody turn around and look at the grow area real quick. There's a tub right there, um, and, and there's a list right in front of that bin. Uh, I see some supplies sticking out, so that makes me very happy right now. Uh, but, but let's get together, especially backpacks. Like, let's get together. Even if it's just one, uh, all, all you can do is one. All of us together, we can do a lot, right? And so uh, let's get let's get those supplies together. Uh, go to the stores. Uh, get. I, I believe there's some different deals. There's some stuff on Amazon right now. Someone said backpacks. The cheapest they found was on Amazon right now. So let's get together. Let's come together. Let's be a blessing to our community. We've also reached out to two other schools uh, that we like to, to be a part uh, of their back to school uh, as well. And together, together we can do something amazing. Together we can bless our community. Together we can show the love of Jesus. Amen. So let's get on board. Everybody okay with that? Let's go. This week, let's get some supplies. Let's fill that bin. Let's let it overflow. And let's go bless, be a blessing to our community. Amen. All right. Who likes to win in this room? You like to win. I don't care if it's board games. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care what it is. You like to win. I like to win. All right. It's been ingrained in me since I was a kid. I like to win. I remember when I was um, when I was growing up, I played different sports, baseball and, and basketball. And back when I was a teenager, we had a church volleyball team. And, and man, I, I've just always been competitive. I, I like to win. Um, and, and, and I would get mad, I would get frustrated. In fact, when I was a kid, I wanted to be the best on the field. I wanted to be the, the best. I wanted to stand out. And, and I couldn't always obtain that. I wasn't always the biggest, I wasn't always the fastest, I wasn't always the best. And, and that can be frustrating to someone that's really uh, competitive. But, but man, I'm, I'm competitive, I want to I win. In fact, it kind of runs in my family. My, my wife is competitive, my kids are competitive. We, we, like, we like to win. Like, in fact, I, I like to win so much, I rarely let my kids win. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, 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 sometimes I'll let them win, but, but I'm broke, who knows? Skip you, draw two, draw four, all day long. Mercy, hey, Cobra Kai, mercy is for the week. That, that's not for church. That's not a spiritual discipline at all, so don't, don't listen to that. I'm just being funny. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, hey, because here's the deal. Uh, there's one day, because see, I'm going to get older, and they're going to get, you know, they're going to grow up and get a little stronger, and at some point, it's going to shift, and I'm not going to win so much anymore. So I'm going to take my wins while I can, Ted, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take them where I can. It's 
Speaking of winning, how many of you are watching the Olympics right now? They just started Friday night, right? Or some have started before then. It's kind of weird with it being on the other side of the world and the time difference and everything, so we don't get to watch everything like live, you know, but, but we get to watch it still. And we started watching some uh, last night. I think we checked out some of the men's beach volleyball. I was disappointed that the U.S. team uh, couldn't pull it off. They were getting killed, man. Guys were killing them. We watched a little bit of softball last night. My wife, she, she was a bit of softball player, so we watched some of the softball uh, last night. Now, I love the Olympics. I, you know, we got to wait four years, but this year we have to wait five years because, you know, Rona and everything. Man, I, I love getting to watch the Olympics. I love, I love all of There's not, like, one particular one I like. We just like to check it out and see, and we cheer on our, our team. Man, the Olympics are great. We've got the best athletes from all around the world that are competing. These are probably the highest level uh, of athletes from all around the world. And we were watching the opening ceremony. It's just beautiful to see the world actually come together for something, right? <laughs> it's just cool. And everybody's coming in and they're cheering on their, their countries. And, and it's just this beautiful celebration. Wish we had that more often. And everybody's competing for their country to win the gold. Many spend their whole life working towards even just a chance to be able to go and compete in these games. They train hard. They push themselves, even, even overcoming some obstacles to go. And I wonder for us in, in our spiritual life, spiritually speaking, I wonder if any of you, you're living victorious in your life today. I wonder if anybody, you're, you're living victorious in your life today. Well, you might be thinking, well, Pastor, yeah, I mean, I'm crushing my goals. Like, I'm, I'm successful. You know, I'm, I'm doing well. We're not talking about that stuff. Because without Jesus, that stuff doesn't matter. I'm talking about victorious, living for Christ, living for God, and walking out His purposes for us in our life. And not just walking, man. I'm talking about running. Who's ready to run? You want to run? Well, I want to run. I want to run. I want to live victoriously in this life that God has for me. And here's the deal, though. We can do that. We can live victorious. You know that? Maybe, maybe you're in the room today and maybe you come in like, Pastor, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really living victorious in my spiritual Christ. I'm struggling right now. And I get that. At times it's, it's that way. But, but here's the deal. Jesus already won victory for us, right? He's already won through his death and, and his resurrection. He's already won. And guess what? Because he won, I win. Guess what? Because he won, you win. And it's not something that we have to work toward to earn. The only thing we have to do is surrender. In fact, the key to victory in your life is through surrender. Now that's backwards to the world though. Right? Because surrender means, oh hey, I give up. Surrender in the world means I give up, I lose. But it's not that way in the kingdom of God. When I surrender, when I give my life to Christ, when I lay down my sin, when I lay down my issues, when I lay down my mistakes and my problems and my past, when I lay down my wants and my desires, when I lay down my will and I surrender to Christ, live for Him. That, that, that's what it means to live victorious in spiritual terms. Not only do I want to win, not only do I want you to win, but now I want to I I win people for Christ. Because there's many out there that don't know that. There's many out there that don't have a relationship with Jesus. There's many that don't know this goodness of God that we sang about and talked about today. I want to I win them. I want them to experience victory in their life. Guess what? Every time someone gives their life to Christ, that's a win. And we should celebrate that. Every time someone who, they were on their way to hell, and they say yes to Jesus, that's a win. 
And we should celebrate that. Every time someone starts to understand and live out their God-given purpose, that's a win. Every marriage that's restored, every addict that gets freedom, that's a win. Man. So I'm not okay sitting on the bench or just in the stands. Sitting back watching. I'm not okay. I'm not okay with empty pews on Sundays and Wednesdays. Because I want to win. I'm not okay with designated times for corporate prayer and only a few people show up. It's quiet. I'm not okay with that because I want I want to win and those things are, are important. I'm not okay with looking at the budget. Man, I wish we could just get some more backpacks for these schools. But man, I just can't because it's not in the budget. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with our ministries being held back because there's not enough volunteers. I want to win. And now, in the history of our world, is not a time for us, the church, to be sitting back and watching everything go by. Now is not a time to be a fan. Now is not a time to sit back and, and just, when we all get to heaven, when a glorious day, that will be like, that, that's great for us, but man, I want to take some people with me. I want to win. Now is not a time to sit back and watch. Now is a time to get in the game. Come on, church, I want to win. And the Apostle Paul talks about winning in 1 Corinthians. You can go ahead and turn there if you have a Bible with you or some sort of device with Bible on there. 1 Corinthians, we're going to look at chapter 9, starting at verse 24. But multiple times throughout Paul's writings, not just in 1 Corinthians, but, but in other places, uh, he uses these different sports metaphors. Paul's my kind of guy. Right. I, I can relate to that. I like sports. And, and he uses all these different kinds of, of sports metaphors to build up these churches that he oversaw. And I believe it's effective and, and useful for us today. So as you're turning there, verse 3, chapter 9, verse 24, something we need to understand and, and why Paul, especially with this church in Corinth, you've you got a lot of different things going on. You've got this, this, this young church, this early church. It, it's a mixture of... Uh, Jews who have converted, who are Messianic Jews now. You, you got a mixture of Gentiles. Uh, Corinth is a very wealthy area. You got a lot of people who are very wealthy. And, and so there's a lot of things that had infiltrated uh, that early church. You got a, a lot of people living for different things. There was a lot of discrepancy uh, about actually how to live and, and how to win, how to be victorious in, in their walk for Christ. You got a lot of people are are, are, are bringing stuff in. Again, you got, you got Gentiles now who are coming in and, 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 and accepting Christ into their life. It's, it's, all, it's all different. And so they're trying to, to leave their old ways and, 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 and now walk with Christ. And you've got, you've got the, the, the Jews who were traditional Jews before and now they're trying to leave that that. that tradition and, and some of those things and, and they're trying to now follow Christ. You've got all these different things that are going on. The fact that the many were wealthy and, and, and there's always this tension because sometimes money is our God and then one. And, and so there was this tension there. And, and so, so there's a lot of, of things going on. And, and not to mention Corinth was the, a city that, that hosted these Isthmian games. Very similar to Olympics, right? Very similar. In fact, they were second only to the Olympics. So there was these games that were going on that were part of the Pan-Hellenic uh, games of ancient Greek, uh, Greece. And so all, all these games are going on. So they would have understood these sports metaphors that Paul is talking through and talking about. So let's read together. Let's dive into this. Because man, I'm ready to run. I'm ready to win. I don't know how you are today. But I'm ready to go. So let's go. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 
Starting in verse 24. Let's read it together. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one who gets the prize? Run. Someone say run. Run in such a way as to get the prize. In other words, run in such a way that you win. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you for your word. I believe it is powerful. I believe it is useful. I believe it instructs us to live this life, to win, to run, to run. Win the prize, God, to win and be victorious in our life, following after you. So God, teach us today, speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit. And change our hearts, Lord, so that we can run. Because there's times when we grow weary, God. There's times when we struggle, Lord, to keep going. There may be some in this room today that are struggling to keep going. God, would you help them? Would you speak to them? God, would you touch them today? Speak to all of us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, you ready to run? You ready to win today? Paul says, Paul says that every runner runs and they run to win. For us, spiritually speaking, God created us to win. God created us to run to win. Come on, I, I told you I'm competitive, man. I wanted to be the best on the court. I, I hated losing. I hate when my team loses. When I was a sports team that, that, that I, I, I associate with, I, when they lose, man, I, I hate it, right? I hate it because I like to win. In your walk with Christ, are you running to win today? Yes, you can be victorious, but are you running to win? Think about that for a minute. Take a look inside. Even ask God. Even at your computer day. Say, God, what, what's going on in my life? God, am I running to win? It's going to take a life of focus. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take perseverance. Many of you think, well, Pastor, I go to church every week. So, yeah, I'm winning. But there's more to it than that. Right? There's more to it than just going to church. Some think they're winning if they go to church once a month. There's so much more to it than that. I want to live a victorious life, not a victorious Sunday. Because Monday's coming, y'all. Whether you like it or not, you're going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be Monday. I'm going to wake up living victorious. But it's going to take more than just coming to church on Sunday. It's going to take more than just repeating a prayer and thinking, oh, you know, I've repeated the prayer, so I'm good, right? There's so much more to it. Athletes. Especially Olympic athletes. Hey, look at top athletes in the world. They're not fair weather fans. They're not armchair quarterbacks. They're not just showing up and, hey, go watch the play. Let's go. No, no, no. They, they train themselves. They, they go through extensive training uh, to be able to, to even just compete. And some of them don't even make it to the Olympics. And they all compete to win. They are going for the gold. They're all going to represent their country. They don't want to just show up and, 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 and lose. They're competing to win. Paul said every runner competes, but only one wins. So run in such a way that you win. Live this life in such a way that, that you win. Let, let, let's, let's run, let's live in such a way that, that, that we win for the kingdom. Because it's not just about us. Our own personal Paul tells Timothy, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. 
holding promises for both the present life and the life to come. As followers of Jesus, we have to train ourselves. And we do that by the grace that empowers us to live, to win every day. This, this, this grace from God, this power from God. And we, we do that by embracing the lifestyle of Jesus. What did Jesus often do? He often got alone. He often had quiet time today, whatever you want to call it. I know there's all different kind of terms for it. Jesus often spent time alone. And he didn't just go so he could get away from the crazy disciples, right? He didn't just go and he's like, hey, man, I need some just alone time. Come on, parents, you need some alone time sometimes, right? And no, he got away. He got alone so what? He could be with the Father. Even if, if, if Jesus who is fully God, fully man, even if Jesus needed to get along, how much more do we need to get along with the Father? Right? Spending quiet time with Him, praying, seeking after Him. We, we see Jesus, even as a small child, He was in the synagogue, learning, asking questions, even teaching sometimes Himself, right? Right? So, so, so there's this devotion that we see to prayer and, and to studying the scriptures. This is uh, a devotion to, to, to rest and to solitude and even service to others. Jesus had compassion for other people and served other people. He, he, he lived a life of, of sacrifice. These are spiritual disciplines and practices by which we train ourselves to win. But I wonder how much of the stuff that we really incorporate into our everyday life. See, what we put first is what we value the most. If we're real honest today, oftentimes, God's not at the top of our lips. Oftentimes, God is not at the top of our lips. Every single day, on Sundays, yeah, on Sundays, we go to church, so that, that's easy. Every day, I want to live victorious every day. I want to run, I want to, I want to, I want to run in that every day, because it's not just meant for Sunday, it's not just meant for right here in the, in the church. What we put first, we value the most. What, what, if we, what if we shifted that, right? We fill our lives with so many things, and God oftentimes he gets the leftovers. So how, what if we shifted that? What, what if we saw first love the kingdom? And that's what the Bible tells you. In fact, Jesus said that, right? In Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. Do not worry then saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What if we flipped our life so much so that and we did everything with Christ in mind first? With the kingdom in mind first? What if we woke up and started our day with God in mind first? What if every decision that we made was done in prayer and done with God first? Right? Many, many struggle to pray. Many struggle to study and read God's word. And some of it's that, that they don't know how. And we try our best to, to train and teach people to do that. But a lot of it is that we, we just don't put God first. Right? What would that look like if we started putting God first? Every single day. Every single day. Putting God first. Many of us, we start our day on our what? Our homes. Well, that's Early in the morning, I see what everybody's doing on Facebook. Maybe we might start our day watching TV, watching the news, and filling our minds with all the craziness in the world. Many of us, we start our day rushing around to get going. Many of us, we make decisions and then we pray afterwards and say, God, we're just blessed. 
I know, I know I made this financial decision, but God, would you just bless us? We should have prayed about it in the first place. Well, why don't we put God first in everything? Every decision, every action, everything that we said and did. Many of us, we deal with issues and, and we cope with those issues with everything else that's out there instead of taking our burdens to the Lord and leaving it there. What if we would learn to just pause and take time to seek God first? What if we took time to pause and, and, and ask God, God, what do you want me to do today? God, I have my plans, I've got my agenda, but, but God, what do you want me to do today? i tell you what would happen if we would learn to do that. We'd learn to pause and we'd start seeking God first. We would start to run and we would start to run with focus. It wouldn't be about us, it wouldn't be about our agenda, it wouldn't be about our plan or what we really want to get done today. We would start to run with focus. So, so, so Paul said run in such a way to win. And part of that is keeping our eyes on the prize. Keeping our, our focus. Run with focus. Keeping your eyes on the prize. Listen, here's the deal. Uh, what, what happens oftentimes is, is throughout our week and throughout our days is we get distracted. There's stuff that gets us you know, you know, off kilter, off track. We take our eyes off of God because things happen. We, we struggle. We get distracted with different things. We've got a, an opponent who's very much against us. The enemy that was trying to get us every day. He's in our, he's in our ear all the time. There's, there's, there's hurdles. There's things that we're going to face. Now, now, you know, if you ever watch track and field, as if it's not enough to run around the track, sometimes they throw in some hurdles. Right? But like, I, I don't like to run anyway, but maybe don't throw a hurdle in there. Now, I got, I got big feet. These are size 11, and I, should, I catch them on everything. I can climb up a ladder and I catch it up on the ladder. I'm like, man, it's down my feet. So I know I'm trying to help jump over those hurdles. I know I'm going to be like, God, can, I mean, can, can I just like crawl under it or something? <laughs> can I just run around it? But guess what? In life, we can't avoid distractions. We can't avoid struggles. We don't avoid issues. The hurdles that come up against us, we, we can't avoid them. In fact, some of them we weren't meant to avoid. Some of them we were meant to go through. And they're going to take the focus off whether that struggles or opposition or the enemy or sin or difficulties or kind of things that might be a, a hurdle in your life. But, but even though those things might come my way, even though I may come up against a hurdle, I still got to keep my eyes on the prize. It's going to be there. I got to get over it. We weren't created to quit. We were created to carry on. I said, I can't quit because there's, there's an end inside. There's a goal. I see the finish line. That's that way in our spiritual life, in our spiritual walk as well. We've got to keep our eyes on the prize. And to do that, we've got to surrender. Again, remember, the key to victory in our life is through surrender. So, 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 so to get through those hurdles, to get over those things, I've got to surrender. I've got to give it to God. Ask yourself this. What can I give up or get out of my way to stay focused? Right? We've got to start looking at, at our Christian life not as a matter of what we can get from God. As much as what can I surrender for his purposes? Right? Well, let's, we need a shift. We need to start looking at things and seeing things. If what or who, sometimes our distraction is a prayer. What or who do you just need to say, get out of my way? Right? What is it? Is it sin? Is it something that's good but it's not God? Is it something that I'm putting above God? Anything that we put above God becomes our God? 
Right? Is it something? Is it someone that has my attention more than God? Is it me? Am I the one? Right? Come on. Whatever it is, let's get out of my way. Because I'm ready to run. I'm ready to win. I don't need stuff in my way. Come on. Why? Because the prize is precious. The prize is precious. It's the victory of eternal salvation. Being with God forever. We must realize that the prize we are competing for is a crown and it does not perish. Because it's eternal. If you study on these games that Paul's talking about, these Isthmian games, he, he talks about they run for a prize that, that doesn't last, right? And that prize was a wreath. It, it, was, it was a crown of, uh, of dry, wild celery, and, and it changed when the Romans took over in their time to, to a pine wreath. Uh, and that was to uh, be sacred to Poseidon. And, and over time, these reeds would grow brittle and they would fall apart. But that's, that's the prize. That they were. It wasn't a medal back then. It wasn't a trophy or anything like that. It was this crown, this like wreath that they would put up on their head. And, and, and it would fall apart over time. But the crown, the prize that we are running for, that we are, we are, we are going for, it's eternal. Right? It's eternal. It lasts forever. It's precious. James said in James 1, 12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. The Lord has promised to those who love him. The runners, they run to get a crown that will last. We run for an eternal crown that will last forever. What if we live every day with that mindset today? I'm going to live with eternity in mind. Not just for myself, but for everybody I come in contact with. There's a world all around us. You encounter people every single day. And if they're breathing, they need Jesus. And oftentimes we just get by it and not even think about it. What if we started living with an eternal mindset every single day? For your family, for your neighbors, for your coworkers, kids you go back to school, for school, for your, your classmates. What if we started thinking about things and living differently? What if we started living to run, not for ourselves, not to win for ourselves, to win for God. Crazy. Yeah. What if we started living differently with a different mindset? With an eternal mindset. Not for me, but for God's purposes. Because the prize is precious. We often focus on our eternal future. Again, when we all get to heaven, that's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. But I want to take as many people as I can with us, right? Eternity starts now. We live for eternity now, not just someday when we get there. Now. What if we started living that way? We've got to keep our eyes on the prize. We've got to run with focus. We've got to run to win. And the third thing that worship team, you guys can come on up, is that we've got to run with purpose. Paul said in verse 26, Therefore, I do not run like someone just running aimlessly. It's not, I'm not just running out there just to frolic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not tiptoeing through the tulips here. I'm not just running aimlessly just to run. I'm running to win. Like someone just running aimlessly, he's running with purpose. I don't find like a boxer just beating the air. Paul's telling us that as we run our race to win, we can't run without an aim or a target. And for us, that's eternity. For us and, and for those around us, we have, we have a purpose that God has given us. We have goals and dreams that God has given us, but oftentimes we live for our own dreams and purposes. Our ultimate purpose is. It's just to know God by walking with Him relationally. Right? 
William Paulsell says it like this. It's unlikely that we would deepen our relationship with God in a casual or haphazard manner. It's unlikely that we will go to a deeper level in God if we just kind of just do it haphazardly. Oh, maybe I'll go to church today. If I'm not busy, if I don't have stuff going on. Oh, you know, I, I probably should pray today, but, I, you know, I'll get to it when I feel like it. I'm kind of tired. Like, we're not going to go to a deeper place into the things that God is calling us to if, if we're just barely getting by as Christians. We were not created to just barely get by. We were not created to survive. We were created to thrive and live a victorious life. Amen? There'll be a need for some intentional commitment. For those daily disciplines that we talked about. There's nothing that will enrich our lives more than a deeper, clearer perception of God's presence. In a routine of daily living for Him. Many are you're still trying to figure out your purpose. And I get that. Some are still trying, we're still trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up, right? Here's the deal. Let's simplify it for you. Our purpose is just to live for Him. Our purpose is to love Him. Our purpose is to serve Him. Whatever that looks like. Many of us, we, we, we try to obtain this one title or this one thing. God's called me to be blah, whatever that is, right? But as you get older, as you grow, and as life goes on, there's different seasons. God's calls you to different things, you know? I, I used to be a worship pastor, and, and, and that, that season has changed over the years. God calls us to do it. At the end of the day, we're just here for His purposes, whatever that looks like. So don't confuse that. Don't try to chase this thing or that thing. Just learn to chase God. And as we put Him first, as we seek Him first, as we chase after Him, and as we learn to seek Him, as we learn to serve Him, as we learn to surrender to Him and then obey whatever it is He has for us, we will learn to run. We will learn to live victoriously. Just to seek and serve God. That's it. And as you learn to daily surrender to that, you run with purpose. Paul said, I don't, I don't run aimlessly, I run with purpose. And then he concludes by telling us that, that, that he exercises intense self-control in areas of his life. He says this in one version, he says, I strike a blow to my body. The Greek word for strike a blow means to keep under control, to exercise self-control. So his point is the need for self-restraint, not self-harm. Right? So he says, I deny my flesh. I deny myself by walking in the Spirit. It takes surrender. It takes surrender. It takes, man, every thought I'm going to take captive, I'm going to submit it to Christ. It takes, man, I know inside, man, I have a desire to do this thing, but the Spirit wants to do something different. Boxing? 
Right? The boxer doesn't just come in there and just start swing away. What are they going to do? They're going to wear themselves out. When they wear themselves out, they're going to drop their guard and they're going to get knocked out. So what do they do? They're strategic. They're disciplined. They go in there and they're patient. They wait. They wait for that moment to slip that jab. They wait for that moment to throw that punch. They're disciplined. And that discipline comes out in their training. See, when we're undisciplined, it's easy to quit. But when we're undisciplined, when we're kind of just going through the motions spiritually, it's easy to quit when hard times come. It's easy to quit when temptation comes because there's nothing there that's angering us and holding us. So it's like this. Like, you know, I know I shouldn't say this, but hey, I'm going to say it anyway. Instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to control our tongue. And the Holy Spirit isn't just for speaking in tongues. Sometimes it's to control our tongue. You know, I know I shouldn't do this, but you know, I'm just going to do it anyway. You know, I know I should pray, but you know, I'm just going to do it later. I know I need to get up early to have my quiet time, my devotional time with the Lord, but I'd rather sleep in. It takes discipline. Paul said, I, I strike a blow to my body, I strike a blow to my flesh. Practice self-control, and we can't do that on our own. Okay? We do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Athletes train. They don't just run out there and just start competing. There's a process. The process of discipline. Right? Try this. There's a process of discipline. There's a process of working it out. There's a process of stretching the muscles. There's a process. So that when they're in the games, guess what? It's a little easier. Those muscles have been exercised. Those muscles have been worked. So guess what? What does that mean for us spiritually? I'm on my knees and I'm praying and I'm praying through and I'm seeking God and I'm being filled up. I'm being encouraged. My faith is being built. So guess what? When I face the test, I disqualify myself. I carry on. I push through. Come on. I'm trained, I've read God's word so that when my opponent does come, when the enemy does come, it's like a flood, man, I know what to do. Because I've been trained. We do that through God's word. We do that through those daily disciplines that might seem so small and elementary, yet we don't do them nearly enough. After this training, we, in our spiritual life, there's a process of discipline, there's a process of denying our flesh. Many of us, we want victory without surrender. Many of us, we want financial blessings of little time. Many like the person that they're shaking together and they're running over, but we forget the first part of that verse that says, Give and it will be given unto you. Many of us, we want the breakthrough, but we aren't willing to pray through. Many want to just see God's hand and not His face. There are daily spiritual disciplines that help us seek, serve, and surrender to God. And it's those disciplines that keep us focused. It's those disciplines, God, when I'm ready to quit and I just want to throw in the towel and I'm struggling, it's those disciplines that, hey, no, I can do this because I'm a conqueror through Christ. I can do this. It's those disciplines that keep us moving forward in God's purposes. I find it interesting that many call themselves a follower of Christ, but they're not really following Him.
someone who's following Christ. They're, they're, they're doing the thing, right? I'm not just coming in. I don't want to just repeat a prayer. Okay, I'm good. No, there, there's more to it. www.tlchurchpc.com If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.